excited to be here with you all this morning and uh, hope you're all doing well. Um, I just wanted to take a moment here and uh, man, I, I just hope you felt the presence of God this morning as you were, as you were worshiping. I, I know I, I couldn't help but find myself just on my knees before the Lord and just enjoying his presence. And if you came today and you're looking for God and you're looking for more of him, uh, he, he's here. You know, today in just a minute, I'm going to get into the word and, um, you know, and after the word, we're going to have a time to respond. Um, you know, we call that an, an, an altar call, but it's an opportunity for you to come forward and for us to pray for you. But if you're, if you're looking for God, you're looking for more of his presence, he's here. And um, I'm just excited to continue on with you uh, in the service here. What's being passed to you right now are some volunteer opportunities that I wanted to share with you as, as our church is continuing to to open up, back up, and more people are coming back to church. It's a wonderful thing. Um, we are looking for more help to join the team, and so just wanted to go over a couple with you. Um, our connection team, which has to do with our greeters, we're looking for more people just to welcome people as they come. Um, ushers, people inside the front doors that are guiding people there to their seats. Hospitality, preparing the coffee and the juice and the bread and those things out in the front. Um, welcome table out in the front. Um, a security team, just everyone out there, some, just a few people out there watching everyone's vehicles, keeping them safe. Um, setup, there's a whole lot of setup the team does, gets here about 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.30, and different things that happen there. Um, tearing down things, that's also a big thing. Um, Bible study hosts, we have um, Bible studies right now that are hosted by different individuals, but you say, you know what, I might like to host something. Um, we'd love for you to be a part of that, and if something you're interested, definitely let us know. Um, uh, so that's uh, available anytime, any place. Um, also on Zoom, if that's your preference. We're also looking for help with our Mosaic kids as we are getting so many more kids back to church. It's a wonderful thing. We praise God for that. Um, but we're looking for help with our toddler class, um, with our elementary class, and the, and the different breakups there. Um, and then also our students, our Mosaic students, our teenagers, middle school, high school. It has just, it's been so wonderful to see. It was like five kids. Now we're like, at, you know, about 30 kids. And it's just, it's so wonderful to see our teenagers on Wednesday nights. It's, it's really um, a wonderful thing. Um, we're also looking for help with photography and social media, journalism. If that's any of you and you say, hey, I like journalism. I like um, interviewing people and writing articles and that kind of thing. Um, or doing social media, some of our young people that you're just a pro at that, we're looking for help, or, or you just love to be behind a camera and you like to capture those special moments, um, we'd, we'd love to get your help with that. Um, and then during the day, there's also help during the day, uh, office help, Tuesday mornings, 10.30, also Wednesday mornings, 10.30, um, also organizing the worship center hub, greeting tables, and behind the chairs, Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 10.30. If you're able to help and come and, um, and organize some of the things, you'll speak with myself, our office team, and, um, and we'd love to get you because maybe that time works for you. Um, production, operating cameras on Sunday mornings, um, operating the slides, doing the live stream, soundboard, um, stagehand is you know, bringing stuff on and up, um, video camera, uh, switcher operator, online service host. There's a whole bunch of things that go into production that if you're good with that kind of thing in technology, we would really, we could really uh, use your help as the church continues to come back. Um, worship team, we're absolutely looking for more singers, people who would love just to have a gift, want to use their voice. 
um, and uh, help lead our church in worship. Also musicians from keyboardist to acoustic guitar, electric guitar, bass guitar, drums, any of those for Sunday mornings. We have practices on Thursdays and Sundays. You'd see Pastor Justin about that. And then special projects, organizing our storage trailer, a big metal unit we have out there. Uh, Needs some love. If you have the gift of organizing, hey, we could use some help there. Um, also, there's another project we have put on here, replacing the front tile right outside the front doors. Um, it just a little cracked and broken, and you know we'd like to replace them. And so if that's you're good at that, we, we can um, certainly use some help there. Um, or uh, organizing the kitchen, like uh, that kitchen always needs love. It's always getting used, which is a wonderful thing, um, but we'd love to continue to get that organized. And so I wanted to put this in your hands and give you an opportunity to consider where you might have an opportunity to serve. And I think it's a wonderful thing. You're going to hear me share more about it. And towards the end of the message, you'll understand more and why that makes sense. Um, but serving is a wonderful thing. And so if you're looking for an opportunity, we have plenty of opportunities and we'd love to get you plugged in. So on the way out from service today, you're going to notice some five round tables outside and some of our team will be out there and they love to connect with you and get you plugged in and helping in that. And so does that sound good? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to jump into our uh, message series this morning and continue it and get it going here. And um, I hope you've enjoyed it and it's been a blessing to you. And uh, let's see, you can take that. You know, we're in this message series titled Oikeos, and it's this Greek word found in Ephesians 2.19, and don't put that up on the screen yet, but as we continue to study the word, what we find is that the word of God is like life. It's prayer is like oxygen, but the Bible is like nourishment to our soul. It's, it's, it's food. It's what, it's what keeps us going in a manner that honors the Lord. And so we've been studying this passage here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. And again, don't put it up just yet. Don't put it up just yet. But does anyone have it memorized? Because if you have it memorized, well, I have some coffee for you, some free coffee that we want to bless you and hook you up with. And you got one more chance to win next week. And so uh, does anybody got it memorized? And if I don't have enough gift cards for you today, you'll, you'll get yours next week. I'll write your name. You got it? You got it? All right. You got it. You have to, you have to come up. Uh, and uh, there's one of these, does one of these, this one work? Huh? Oh, the wire, I'm sorry, right there, Ernesto, can you, can you hand it, we're, we're, that's, the, that's the mic we're using. Amen. All right, tell us, tell us what it is. I hope my, my neurons don't fail much this morning. <laughs> uh, Ephesians 2.19, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with, with God's people, and also uh, members of, of his household. Well, that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much. There's free coffee for you. There. Does anyone else have it memorized? You know, again, Pastor Jack, why, why do you give away, you know, free gift cards for memorizing Scripture? It's an incentive. I want you memorizing the Word of God, okay? I, I, I want you, so I'll give away. We'll, we'll do it. Anybody else? Who's got it? 
James, you got it? Hey, come, come, come on, come on forward. One of our one of our teenagers, one of our youth. All right. You already forgot it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers. Oh, come on. Oh, Y'all are too much, so we try to help out. Well, see, the youth group's but, got your back. I appreciate it, you know. But, but fellow uh, members? Okay, you're, you're really, really, really close. Next week, you're on. Next week. Thank you for trying. Thank you for trying. So the person who was coughing out the answer in the back, did they want to try? Uh, is anybody, did I, did I see somebody else said they had it? Listen, one more week. You, you have, you want to come forward? So next Sunday... We're going to close out this particular message series, and this is your last chance. Okay, so we are no longer fellow citizens. I mean, we are no longer strangers or foreigners. We are now fellow citizens with each other in the household of God. So that was pretty, that was like right on, like just a little tweak. And you had been right there. That, that's my mother, so she hits a pass. <laughs> That's, uh, that was right there. I love it. Is there one more person? Is, who's that? Uh, Froy, you got it? Uh -huh. said, hey, come on. <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. Um, consequently... We are, no, consequently, we are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people. And also members of his household. Woo. Man, that, that was good. You got one word wrong, and, but that counts, okay? That counts. So that, that is awesome. That's it. Was there one more person? Ernesto? Okay. All right. So I need to make a list so I could have your guys' gift cards uh, right. uh, ready. Jesus 219. Uh, consequently, you are no longer foreigners or strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household. That was right on. Was it, was it, yeah, yeah. If you know it. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners or strangers in God's household, but you, now are, you are now a citizen in God's household and a member of. That's all right. Maybe try next week. You'll try next week. That was, that was good. All right. Well, I will give you a try again next week. I got a few names here written down. I promise you those gift cards. 
And, uh, and, and again, we, we love to do this with every series, but it's, it's just fun. You're memorizing the word. You're getting it inside you. Then it, it takes root. It comes alive in you. And so let's read it together, okay? Let's put it up on the screen. Let's read it together on the count of three, all right? Here we go. One, two, three. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. That's it right there. You see, when you choose Jesus, you go from creation to child. And as a child, you are part of his household. Right? You know what it's like. You have your house. You have your household. You become part of the household of God. Right? He, he creates everyone, but children, his children are those who have chosen him, who have chosen to walk with him. And in that way, we become part of his household. Listen, let's take a moment to pray, and we're going to jump into the Word this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning and waking us up and bringing us to your house, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, just to, just to be in your presence, Lord, to feel your presence, God, to hear your Word. God, I know that my brothers and sisters, they've come and they need to hear from you, Lord. They need a touch from you, God. They need encouragement. They need hope, Lord. They need strength, God. They need a peace that surpasses all understanding, and I pray, God, that you would work in each and every one of us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your word is alive. Speak to us today. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. In elementary school, about fifth or sixth grade, I joined the flag football team. Come on, somebody. Anybody played flag football? Goes one of my teammates right there. Is right there. But I joined the flag football team. And we had this tournament against other schools in the area, and it was, it was something that, you know, that I always just, I, I enjoyed. I always felt like I was really fast, and I had good hands. I don't got big hands, but I felt like I could just, I could just bring it down. I always just, I, I felt that way always. It's just, I was a Jerry Rice fan, and I just, you know, that's just, that was my thing. And I remember this particular game, and I remember the day, and it was a little bit wet outside. It was a little bit overcast. And um, my team was playing against the other team, and, 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 and I hadn't really got the ball a whole lot. They weren't throwing it my way, and I know it was elementary, but I just, I, I just felt like, man, they need to be throwing it to me because I'm going to catch it, and I'm going to run for that touchdown. And, 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 and so I remember the very next play, and the quarterback finally sees me, and I'm out just several feet down the field, and I feel like I'm wide open, and he sees me, and he throws it, and I'm like, yes. It's coming my way. It's finally my turn, finally my opportunity. And so, you know, I'm getting ready. You know, I'm, I'm about to catch this thing. I'm going to bring it down. I'm going to run the end zone. I'm already like on my celebration dance. I'm, I'm working it out. Like this is, this is going to be the moment. And, and, I, and, I, and I go to catch it and somebody much taller than me, significantly taller than me, reaches over the top of me. Like this, literally over the top of me. They didn't come around to the side. No, over the top of me and grabbed the ball before it, I grabbed it. <laughs> Reached over me and took off. Interception. I could not believe it. <laughs> but you know what devastated me? Is that it was my own teammates. <laughs> I was wide open. But a teammate ran across the field and saw the ball was coming to me and went right over and took it from me. Listen, I love sports, especially team sports. And every once in a while, you'll come across that team that has a player that thinks he or she is better than everyone else on the team. 
And it's not just that he or she thinks it, but he or she, they play that way, right? They do what they do that way. They don't pass, they don't block, they don't help. It's just, you know, all their teammates are kind of just in their way or they're there just to be dragged along. Listen, I'm just dragging you guys along. And those teams never really accomplish anything significant. You see, like teams... Churches can fail to become all that they can be for the glory of God if people aren't all moving in the same direction. It's all about us moving in the same direction. Well, there's only a few that are serving or, 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 or they, they, there's just that group and every, we, we're just spectators. You see, we is us. All of us, all of us together bear the burden and all of us receive the blessing. And this morning, we take a look at a passage of scripture that's written to really help the church understand this very concept. And so we're going to look here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to be looking at verses 12 through 20. And so you can take a look at your Bible or in your message notes or on the church app, or you can just read along or listen. But this is what it says here in verse 12. It says this, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews and some are Gentiles, some are slaves and some are free. Now I want to pause here for a moment because the Bible is not condoning slavery in any way. The Bible is still, is, is simply speaking to the different groups of people that existed. They're saying, listen, I'm going to bring hope to this group. I'm going to bring hope to this group. I'm going to bring hope to this group. I'm going to bring the gospel message. And so what the Bible is doing is the Bible is not ignoring the fact of what humanity had created. Okay. It says this, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirits. See, another way to say the household of God is, is, to call the, is to say the body of Christ. Verse 14. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. Imagine a church with people who all have the same gifts. It just wouldn't work. Imagine a church with people who all have the same personalities. Okay, you all would be tired of each other. It just wouldn't work. Or the same backgrounds, it just wouldn't work. But in verse 15, it says this, If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I am not the hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. Verse 16, And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Imagine if everyone in our church worked the cameras. And that's what they did. Just they worked the cameras. Every single one of us, we had, we had a, a, you know, a whole lot of cameras, and that's all we did. Who would teach the kids? Right? We're here right now because our kids are getting fed and ministered to right now. Right? Who would minister to the teenagers? Who would do the greeting or the hospitality? Who would preach? Who, who, who would lead us in worship? Who would do any of the production stuff? Who would do any of the stuff? The list goes on and on and on and on. Who would do any of that if we were all doing the very same thing? Verse 18. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. See, it's not by coincidence or accidents or I don't know how I found myself there. No, God has brought together with his intention. 
God has put each part just where he wants it. Verse 19, how strange a body would be if it only had one part. Verse 20, yes, there are many parts, but only one body. See, what is God teaching us through this passage? That our differences are beautiful. That our differences do not divide us, yet they, they unite us. Our, our, our differences unite us to accomplish all that God desires, to accomplish the mission of the local church and the church worldwide. See, you're gifted. And you say, well, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm gifted at, but you're gifted. God wants to use you with your personality and your background and your gifts to be a part of something bigger than yourself. So I, I'm not sure how you feel. I'm telling you 100% God designed it. If you believe that God designed you with purpose and tension, also believe that he designed you with your gifts to be a part of something bigger than yourself. It's about discovering that. It's about choosing to step into that. You see, for us in the local church, our mission as a church is this, is to serve and disciple until all know Christ. To serve and disciple until all know Christ. Can you put that slide up, please? There it is. To serve and disciple until all know Christ. See, this can only be accomplished together. And we all have different gifts. God has made each of us unique and different, but that's what makes us so special. You see, we called our church Mosaic because our differences coming together make something beautiful for the kingdom of God. Together we are God's mosaic, a household united. You see, before Jesus ascended into heaven, he met with his disciples and he gave them these instructions in Matthew 28 and verses 18 through 20. He says this, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Verse 19, therefore go. Someone say, therefore go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples, that's us, to obey all the commands I have given you. Be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. He meets with them and he says, this is what it is. This is the mission. This is what we're called to do. This is the direction we should be moving. The key is go. The key is for us to go and to do it together. And for us locally as a church to serve and disciple until all know Christ. Every person in our church is part of this. And I, and I want each of us to know that this is our call, but I also want each of us to know the benefits of serving the mission. And I know the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the benefits of something. And this morning I wanted to continue that and talk about the benefits of serving, serving the call, serving the mission. So three things that I want to share with you this morning. And, 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 and listen, just watch, just watch what God, watch here. The first benefit is this, is number one, I'm imitating Jesus. The first benefit is I am imitating Jesus. Now, here's what you need to know about Jesus. Jesus served the people. Jesus served the people. He never came in on a white horse and said, hey, watch out, listen, y'all better recognize, someone better start bowing down around here. That's not the way Jesus approached any of it. Jesus came and he humbled himself to serve everyone. That was his heart. Those were his intentions. See, when you choose to serve, you are choosing to help others. And very importantly, we are choosing to be more like Jesus. 
See, in Mark chapter 10 and verse 45, it says this, For even the Son of Man, talking about Jesus, came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. Right? A ransom, what does that mean? He came to give his life as a ransom, right? To pay the bill. Death required Jesus to give his life on the cross. Because our sins wouldn't allow us to connect with the Father, wouldn't allow us entrance to heaven, to eternal life. This is this, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others. Listen, imagine if Jesus just came and he just showed up. He says, listen, I'm just going to sit back and let y'all, y'all could come to me. Y'all could come and bow down. Go ahead, do, do your thing. Because listen, the Father sent me to go do all that. I got to do that later, but I listen. Imagine if Jesus, that's not Jesus. Jesus came to serve the people. He came to serve. And he absolutely served us all in, 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 on the cross. But he also took time to do everything that he could for everyone that he could. I remember my very first opportunity to serve. My very first opportunity to serve. And the church was hosting an event. And the pastor came up to me and he said, hey, you know what, we're really trying to figure out a way. Um, as people come in, we, we want to be able to give them some direction and some lines. You know, we don't have a lot of stanchions to ropes, you know, to kind of help them get in. But can you, can, you, can, can, you, can you help this? And he said, listen, here is this roll of tape. I need you to get on the floor, on the ground, outside, and create lines. What do you think I did? I grabbed that tape and I jumped on the ground and I got to work. That was my opportunity. That, 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 was, that was my opportunity to begin, to begin serving. It wasn't in front of everyone teaching the word. I wasn't even ready for that. God hadn't even called me into ministry. You know where God found me? God found me hungry and on my, and, and on my knees with tape in my hands. That's where God found me. That's where I was at before, before I even got into ministry. This is where God saw me. See, I didn't even know it yet, but my serving was imitating Jesus. See, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, it says this, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children, children, children. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. You see, this is what the household does. As his children, we follow his lead. Listen, parents. Listen, parents. You don't just tell your children, do as I say, not as I do. Right? That's like the worst thing you can do. Parents, you tell your children, watch me, and then you do it. Follow my lead. Right? That's what we teach them, right? That's, that's parenting, right? Like, uh, watch me, and then you do it. Follow my lead. Jesus went ahead of us and he gave us the roadmap. When we serve, we're looking to take his route. We are following his lead. We are imitating him. You see, this is the first benefit of serving, imitating Jesus, because that's where we want to be. The second benefit of serving is I make my faith visible. I make my faith visible visible. Well, what do you mean? I, I, I believe, but how do you see that? How do you see your faith? Because I believe. You know, just recently, my daughter came to me, and she came with me with this, uh, this piece of paper, and she, was, she brought it up to me, and she said, uh, 
She said, Daddy, uh, you know, it was, it was a blank piece of paper. And, and, and she came up to me and she said, Daddy, do, do you see what I wrote? And I said, uh, no. Do you? I was a little worried, okay. <laughs> a little worried. I was like, Daddy, do you see what I wrote? Okay. And then she pulled out this little, like, flashlight and flashed a light on it. Like a black light, invisible ink on there. And I was like, oh, okay, you got me. <laughs> you got me. There are too many people out there who have invisible faith. What do I mean? They claim they have faith, but you sure couldn't see it by the way they live. Pastor, are you judging folks? <laughs> no, and that's not my job. But the Bible does teach us how you can tell if someone is really about it. Ladies, when you meet that man and he says he's a Christian, hey, here's one way you could tell if he's telling the truth. Luke chapter 6, verses 43 through 45, it says this, it says, no good tree bears bad fruits, nor does a bad tree bear good fruits. Each tree is recognized by its own fruits. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. It says this, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. In other words, you can judge a tree by its fruits. You can, you can determine if someone is who they really say they are. You see, and when I serve, I'm making my faith visible. I, I, I'm making it plain to see. I don't want to be a so-called underground Christian. I want to make Jesus famous. I want the whole world to know him, not who Jack Gonzalez is. I want him to know Jesus. Everywhere, from every place, in every country, in every city, I want Jesus to be famous. See, the Bible says this in James chapter 2, verse 14. It says this, my friends, what good is it to say you have faith when you don't do anything to show you really do have faith? Can this kind of faith save you? Right, talking about like, hey, uh, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart. Okay, you believe, but... How come nothing around you says you believe? Can that type of faith save you? How, how, how does that work? You know who's writing this? This is James. This is James who's the half-brother of Jesus. And he's saying, listen, you can't just talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. Be about it. If you don't do anything to show you have faith, then you're just wasting your time. How is that kind of faith good for you? How is that? In that same chapter, and a few verses later, in verse 17, it says this. See, so, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. The faith is dead. The faith is useless unless it produces. Right? Unless something comes of it. You can say, oh, yeah, I got faith. I'm a Christian. Oh, yep. But if it don't produce anything, it's really dead and useless. That, that's what the Bible is, is telling us. See, our faith should produce good deeds because we genuinely believe. 
It should produce something good in us. I believe, therefore I do. These are my actions that support what I believe. A few verses later in verse 26 of that same chapter, it says this. Just as the body is dead without breath, right? That makes sense. So also faith is dead without good works. Listen, if I'm going to make my faith visible, then my faith has to be backed up by my good works. Does that make sense this morning? See, the benefits of serving is, number one, I imitate Jesus, and that's where I want to be. Secondly, I make my faith visible. And lastly, I put myself in position to hear the best possible words I can from God. I put myself in position to hear the best possible words from God. See, being part of the household of God means that we're his children. He's the father. We are his children. And raising my kids, I've learned the power of the right words at the right time. Listen, you, you can have the right words at the wrong time, or you can have the right time and the wrong words, and you'll see those things and how that'll play out. You listen, it could be that moment, and, you, and, and it's that moment for you to say what you need to say, but you say the wrong things. See, what we say to them helps shape them, helps mold them, helps them, and God does the same thing within each of us. See, if I send my kids to go and do something, and they come back with the job completed, I can't keep silent about that. What happens if I send them to go do something, and they do it, and they come back with a job completed, and then I say something to them that's the wrong thing, even though it was the right moment? What, what, what happens there? See, if, if I send them out, and they do the right thing, and they come back with a job completed, I cannot keep silent, and neither can God when he sees us doing the right thing. You see, Jesus giving an illustration, teaching the disciples he says this, and he's talking about you know, the, the disciple and going out and doing what, what he's called them to do. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things, and I'll put you in charge of many things. See, these are the words from God that we all hope to hear one day. Good job, good and faithful servants. Those words mean everything to me, everything to me. And think about the next generation for a moment. See, your affirmation to them when they do the right thing will mean everything to them. You, you, we, we find direction in affirmation. We find confidence in affirmation. We find confirmation in affirmation. And as that child looks up and sees you and they hear those words from you, that's everything. That's you shaping them with the power of words. You see, when I'm serving and doing what God has called me to do, when I'm doing my part, I'm putting myself in position to hear God say, listen, son, and I, I see you. You've been about it. You haven't just said it, but you've been about it. You've been doing it. Good job, good and faithful servant. I'm putting myself in position to hear that. And that's all I want. That's, that's all I want. That's the benefit of me serving. And I love serving. I love serving. I love serving God. I love serving our church. I love serving you all. I gladly serve you. Gladly. See, this is the portion that God has given me in our household. But I cannot accomplish what God has for us without you serving too. See, if, if, if I'm called to be 
the hearts pumping blood. I cannot be the hands and the feet. I cannot be those things. But you can. Only together can we accomplish what God has for our church. Here's my challenge for us this morning. We're going to pray after this. If you need prayer, I'm going to ask you to come forward. Let God do miracles in your life. But here's my challenge for us this morning. If you're not serving in the church, consider the benefits and look for an opportunity to use your gifts. Look for an opportunity. Consider the benefits and look for an opportunity. And if you are serving, review the benefits and reflect to make sure you're doing it with the mission in mind. Let me take a moment to pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. And we thank you, Lord, for your love in our life. God, you always speak to us right on time of what we need to hear, God. God, you're so good, and I know that your presence is here, Lord. Worship was so special this morning. Oh, God, we thank you for your love. God, I see, Lord, what you're doing in each and every one of us, shaping us and molding us and preparing us for the things that you have for us. God, today, this morning, we say yes to you. Yes to your ways. Yes to your love. Yes to your plan. Yes to the household of God. God, I thank you, Lord, that each of us can be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Thank you, God, because you humble us. Thank you, Lord, for your love, your love, your love. Thank you for your mercy and your grace that we don't deserve. Thank you for the forgiveness. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you, Lord. Oh, Father, I pray your blessing over my brothers and sisters. I pray, God, that their faith would come alive in such a special way. I pray, God, that you'd work in each and every one of them, God, an anointing over them in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that you'd give them courage and boldness, help them to step in, help them to trust, help them to try something new, Lord. Would you work, Lord?